The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. If you like to make your NFL games a little bit more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, and we are one of, I don't know, the top three NFL betting podcasts in the galaxy, although we're not just NFL. As a reminder, the offseason gets really fun when we start betting futures and the draft, and we talk about March Madness and other sports. There's a lot of reasons to make sure you listen year-round. I know a lot of you, I just want the NFL bets from Steve. I, I get it. I get it. But trust me, when you hear some of the guests we have this offseason, when we get into some of your email questions for Steve, he's going to answer all of your email questions this offseason as long as you take advantage of any of our sponsors and email them to me, ross at rosstucker.com. You can go to westshorehome.com slash ross and get a free estimate. Heck, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Go to myfrontpagestory.com, get a, the best gift ever for a loved one. Send it to me, ross at rosstucker.com, the sponsor confirmation email, and I guarantee that you'll get your question read and answered, and I'll even send you a signed autograph. If you want that as well. Speaking of Vegas, baby Vegas, Steve, it was great to see you. Wasn't long enough. That place is chaos. I was all over the place. You were all over the place. Still good to see you in person. Steve and, actually, Steve and I actually recorded a couple of amazing interviews for when he's out uh, on vacation this offseason and one when I'm out on vacation this offseason. What do we do, Steve? The one was all about you, your background, how you became a professional better. And then the other one was basically what books people should read, what things people should do if they want to get better at betting, right? Absolutely. And kind of um, walked everybody through. I'm kind of unique versus everyone else in that in my betting career, I discovered an advantage play basically from the get-go. So normally there's a learning curve and people don't win right off the bat. But if you can discover something that no one else is aware of, um, it shortens the learning curve 
to get to that point where you can win. You know, I'll, I'll throw this out in poker, for instance. If someone's just starting out in poker, I would learn to be what's called a short stack specialist. I'd learn to play with like 40 big blinds or less. Now, this is not how the pros would play, but it makes it much easier for someone who's just learning to play poker to be a winning poker to play with 40 big blinds or less. So we got a lot to get into, Steve. Let's start with just Vegas, baby, Vegas. And, you know, your thoughts, my thoughts before. Here's what we're doing today, by the way, just so you know. We will recap how we did for the Super Bowl. Spoiler alert, we did very well. How we did for the year, in part because of these last couple weeks in the Super Bowl, we ended up having a, a really nice year overall. I definitely want to dive into the overtime decision discussion with you. There are future bets that are out there now, Steve, that I want your opinion on. And then sort of what the NFL betting calendar should be, right? Like, when are you doing futures? When are you making bets on the draft? When are you doing season win totals? So you and I will get into all of that stuff. Uh, but I did want to get your opinion right now as a resident of the Super Bowl out in Vegas, what you thought. I can obviously give my opinion then as well. Yeah, so I think that Vegas is awesome for those who have lots of money. And the Super Bowl week, the parties, the events, and the like, I think it was like a tremendous time. I do think Vegas has priced itself out for middle America in terms of it's just gotten so expensive that um, to really have a good time at the Super Bowl. It used to be Vegas was like the best place to go for a cheap Super Bowl. Well, that is no longer the case. So I would say if you've got the money to spend, uh, Vegas is awesome. Otherwise, it might not be your venue anymore. Your thoughts on that, Ross? Interesting. Um, I think there's probably some truth to that. Uh, now, I, I will say this. I was out there for work. So, you know, most of my stuff is getting reimbursed. It's such <laughs> funny timing that you say that, Steve, because I literally posted on social media this morning. I should have mentioned this. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Steve is at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports. We are at Ross Tucker Pod for this and all the other shows on the network, Fantasy Feast, College Draft, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, etc. And then, of course, I know a lot of you check us out on YouTube now, which is awesome. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. But I literally tweeted this morning, Steve, Expense reimbursement season is over officially today. So my diet also starts today. <laughs> now that I'm not, now that my meals aren't being reimbursed or per diem or whatever, uh, now I will, that, that will be one motivating factor to dial it back a little bit. Although I will, I'm going to make this actually my best bet sponsored by DraftKings. Stay tuned because you'll hear more about DraftKings, all it has to offer throughout the show. DraftKings, the crown is yours. My best bet is that Las Vegas will be in the Super Bowl rotation moving forward and really on a heavy basis. I would imagine that there will be a Super Bowl in Las Vegas once every six years, maybe even more frequently than that. The, the amount of flights that are out there, the amount of places to stay, the amount of places for parties – uh, there's just a lot there. People want to go to Las Vegas. It does make it a bigger event. And so I, I wish everything was a little bit more walkable, you know, like New Orleans or even the way Indianapolis was. But 
it was still a fantastic Super Bowl, and I think Las Vegas will get several, several more. I would also say, Steve, that I think just because of people want to go out there, right? So, like, all the sponsors, all the, you know, advertisers. I met with a bunch of people there. It just, it's an easy place for most people to get to because of how many flights there are out there. So, anyway, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm still, like, recovering, drinking my tea uh, because my voice got a little bit dicey while I was out there. Let's get to uh, let's get to last week and the year, Steve, because there's a lot to get to there. And for last week, let's go over our official bets, okay? We had a best bet on the Chiefs getting two points for two units. That obviously hit. They won the game outright, 25-22. And then on our on our props, Steve, man, you you did a nice job. So uh, you had the Chiefs plus half a point in the first quarter for one unit. That won. Three consecutive scores by one team. I didn't realize it, but that won. You know, two units, and that was the Chiefs. No two-point conversion attempts. That won two units. The only one you didn't hit, Steve, was McCaffrey over 90 and a half rushing yards. So you lost two units there. And then uh, my best bet, my DraftKings bet from last week, Christian McCaffrey over 33.5 receiving yards. That hit like in the first half. That hit on the touchdown. I mean, that was that hit pretty early. So for the week, I was up four units. The McCaffrey over and the Chiefs, two, the Chiefs uh, with the, getting the two points. You were up 3.3. Because you ask grades to, you know, grade you based on the three consecutive scores being minus 165, no two-point conversion attempt being minus 140. So for the year now, Steve, I was up seven units. You were up 32.3 units. So together, we were up just about 40 units for the season. You, uh, your return, and by the way, this is all information that you can get on patreon.com slash RT media. Our guy, our Australian sensation, Sean Grady posts all this stuff. <clears throat> and so it's beautiful to look at. We were one and oh on our best bets for the week. And so for the season, how about this, Steve, for the season, 34, 33 and one on our best bets, which gives us a strike rate of 50%, not good enough. Your return on investment, you outlaid 267 units. You got in return 299.3. So for this show, you got a 12% return on investment and your strike rate was 56%. For this year, I put out 396 units. So... 130 units more than you. My return was 403. So I was up seven units for the year. Return on investment, 2%. Strike rate, 50%. Your thoughts, Steve. Why don't we start with just the Super Bowl? Your thoughts on the Super Bowl first. Then I'll get your thoughts on the season that was. So obviously I was on the Chiefs. But I consider myself to be somewhat fortunate to win because I do think the injuries 
were a significant factor. I think Greenlaw going down, Kittle not being 100%, and probably most important, Debo getting banged up, I think did make a difference in the game. I'm curious to see what you thought about that, Ross, in terms of do you think if those guys had stayed healthy, would the result have been different? So really good question. Um, Yeah, I do. I I do. I I do. Because, first of all, Kittle, I mean, uh, Greenlaw going out was an absolute killer because there's a big drop-off from from Greenlaw, who's like a Pro Bowl caliber linebacker, to Oren Burks and that other young kid that they had playing out there. And how about Andy Reid, Steve, and the Chiefs being smart enough to realize, hey, Greenlaw's out. That means they only have backup linebackers that haven't played much. Let's do a lot of two and three tight end sets so that they have to have not only two linebackers out there, but three. So then they had Burks and the young kid out there quite a bit. Now, to me, like, that's coaching. You know what I mean? Like, that, that is coaching. They lose a guy. He's a really good player. Let, how can we better attack that position? Let's make guys that haven't played much this year play a lot. Let's put a bunch of tight ends out there so they have to match us with three linebackers, and we'll have two essentially newbies or guys that haven't played much probably haven't practiced much out there on the field. You know, Kittle was out for a little bit, and that led to the holding penalty on the rookie tight end, number nine. I'm blanking on his name right now, but that late, like, that, w- I don't think that there would have been a hold there if it wasn't for Kittle being out on that play. And so that's why in overtime, one of the reasons why the Niners had to settle for a field goal rather than a touchdown. They had a long run to the right for McCaffrey, but it got called back on a hold. Right. So all of these things matter. Debo wasn't out that long. I don't know that I actually think he had the least impact because I can think of tangible plays for the other guys. I think it's a really, really good point, Steve. I also think that whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind. And you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, other toppings, and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. As you know, Steve, I like to wash it down with something. I'll be having a bunch of these while I'm skiing this weekend, drinking some Labatt Blue Lights with my friends, living life to the power of we, Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Was not expecting you to say that, Steve, that you feel fortunate about the Chiefs bet. That's interesting. Yeah, and you brought up a great point with coaching. I want to address how much more prepared Kansas City was just with one topic, overtime. You know, this drives me crazy how obviously the San Francisco 49ers, a lot of their players were not educated about overtime and the rules and the like. And I just can't even understand if you're a professional football player, how can you have such a low football IQ to have not had even an intellectual curiosity on your own to be looking into it? To um, to go into the details, Andy Reid's 100% correct when he says, hey, and we've looked at all this. We know the permutations. We got the ball second. If the Niners scored a touchdown, we were going to score. We were going to go for two. 
um, after we scored our touchdown, which is 100% the correct way. You cannot kick and go to sudden death overtime at that point. So the Chiefs are more prepared. In terms of the actual decision, it's really complicated, Ross. It's really close, actually, because obviously it really helps to go second. You know exactly what you need, and that's a key advantage. But you know it also is a key advantage if you tie both teams kick field goals or both teams don't score in the first possession, then getting the ball third in now a sudden death situation is a significant advantage to, to the team getting the ball third, which would have been the Niners. Those two roughly offset. If there's one takeaway, and I'm going to predict this happens going forward, these in college football overtimes, I've heard it um, the overtime in the playoffs being compared to college football. The college football coaches play overtime wrong, in my opinion, in that it is a significant advantage to go second. So much so that, Ross, if we're in overtime, first overtime, you score a touchdown, you kick your extra point, and I score a touchdown, I think it's going to become commonplace for college coaches, maybe not this year, but 10 years from now, to go for two and look to win immediately because who wants to go into the second overtime when i got to put my offense on the field and now I'm at a disadvantage in the second overtime. I'm going to win less than half the time, so I have to end it then. Wow, that's a really interesting point. Um, really interesting point. So a, a couple of things I would say quick. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of people giving Kyle Shanahan a lot of heat for this, and I understand where you're coming from. I guess what I would ask is, like, ultimately <clears> – <throat> What difference does it make how much the players knew the rules or didn't know the rules, right? Like they are, um, they are pawns or pieces on the chessboard. They're not the chess master, right? Like I know it doesn't look good. I know it doesn't sound good, but their job is to execute the play that's called to the best of their ability without thinking about, longer term implications or whatever right now I do think Andy Reid telling the guys hey if we do if we get to this we're going to go second and we're going to go for two I think that's good for those guys to be to have that in their head that that's how it would work but even in that instance that's not what happened the Niners got a field goal so like that 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 was ultimately immaterial as well so I, I understand it's always better to be informed like I get it but I feel like it's being way overblown is what I would say. I, I do agree with that. And for all we know, San Fran you know, was prepared for the scenario. Shanahan, just not the entire team. I will say this. like it, It's kind of obvious. If your opponent gets a field goal and you have like fourth and three from the 20 in the red zone, normally you would match them with the field goal in, um, in, a, in a regular state game. Here, you've got to be ultra aggressive. It's a no-brainer. You would go for it. Fourth and six is kind of like no man's land and a fourth and eight, you still got to kick the field goal. You, but bottom line is you got to be more aggressive if you have the ball second in overtime because tying the first overtime, essentially, the at the end of one possession each, now you're losing. So you have to try to win the game if you're second to get the ball. Yeah, the thing I feel strongest about is if you get the ball second, you got to go for two. If, if you score a touchdown – to match their touchdown, you got to go for two. Totally agree with that. Uh, I didn't have much of a problem with Shanahan's decision because of the third possession advantage, especially when you consider the Chiefs only scored one touchdown the whole game. I mean, the overtime was their second touchdown. 
they had really struggled in the red zone. So I, uh, I, I understand his decision. I think that's a little bit overblown. I did want to get your thoughts, Steve, on how we did for the year. Or uh, well, Before we get into that, just any thoughts on your other prop bets? The only one you missed was the McCaffrey rushing yards, but the two-point conversion, the three consecutive scores. You might have gotten lucky on the two-point conversion uh, that the Niners, you know what I mean, that the Niners didn't score a touchdown on their first possession because the Chiefs would have. Yeah, you, it's, it's a great point. What a bad beat that would have been to lose on the two-point conversion attempt in overtime, if you will. Um, I, I do think I want to give accolades to the NFL. It's awesome that they came up with an overtime rule that it's not clear whether you want the ball or not, and that's exactly what we want. We want a level playing field. We don't all of a sudden, oh, whether the coin toss lands heads or tails, a team suddenly has a key advantage. So uh, accolades to the NFL with a really nice job there. That's a good point. Um, what What are your thoughts on the year, Steve, with um, with what I all the numbers I put out there? You know, I just want to emphasize to everyone, we've always on even money, we've talked about the games were above 500. So it's all out there and available. So when we're saying, we, you know, we, we, we picked 38 more winners than losers, for instance, that is a not a big adjusted number. So in the actual, you know, betting results, you have to go in and put in the VIG. And I just want to emphasize that to everybody. Yep. And I think that's why it's important that we talk about strike rate and so that people know, exactly what our success was or failure for that matter for the year. Um, I'm already seeing Steve, a bunch of potential future bets out there, you know, next year's MVP and Mahomes is the favorite next year's Super Bowl winner. I guess my question is, do you, do you get involved in any of those? Is there value? And I know that they'd be holding your money for a while, but is there value in any of those? Right when they come out. Yeah, you know, I saw that DraftKings put up season win numbers on the two Super Bowl teams. I thought this was awesome. San Fran opens 11 and a half. This surprised me, Ross. Now, they have a bear of a schedule, but Kansas City, it's vigged a little bit to the over. They open 10 and a half. And I thought that was very curious. Think about this. Kansas City, by all accounts, had one of the most disappointing regular season years that we can imagine. Remember, we talked about what's wrong with the Chiefs. And they're just not as nearly as good. Well, they still won 11. And now their their line next year is 10 and a half. <clears throat> I assure you, if they only win 11 games, they would go over their season win number, but they'd still have to likely you know go on the road for several games in the playoffs. So that number really stood out for a dynasty team. So did you hit it? I have not hit it yet. Um, because Why I, not? Because I looked at their schedule, and their schedule is incredibly difficult and, you know, even the division, you know, with the Chargers being much better, I was like, boy, Levin's going to be very difficult given how difficult their schedule looked. So the issue I have or would have for them is, you know, that's two long seasons now back to back. And I do think yes. that that takes a toll on guys physically and mentally. It's just a grind. Um, you know, anecdotally, I was with the Patriots the year they were going for their third straight Super Bowl. There were a lot of injured guys. I mean, it, it was a tired team. And there, you know, Matt Light was out. Dan Copen was out. I mean, that's why they signed me, because they had so many guys that were out and banged up. Are there any futures bets you do look at now, Steve? You know, 
I, I remember that if Kansas City, when the playoffs started, you could get 20 to 1 if you just did the mechanical parlay and kept betting them to win. So that puts things in perspective. I'm not in a hurry to bet Kansas City 7 to 1, given, well, if they win 10 or 11 games and make the playoffs, you know the same thing's going to happen. And then I can go ahead and parlay them. I do want to make a um, an analysis or a comparison. The Chiefs, in many ways, are like LeBron James, his better teams, in that Remember how often that um, Cleveland would be like the number four seed in the East and the analytics guys would be like, oh, they're not nearly as good as um, they're being priced. And then they just whomp on the Atlanta Hawks and everybody else and go to the NBA finals every year. And in many ways, Kansas City is like a LeBron's James team. Their power rating, as soon as the playoffs start, you flip the switch and they do become a significantly better team Poster child of that is that fourth and one with Mahomes. The average team make, converts a fourth and one like two-thirds of the time. Ross, that was like a 99% play. There was no way Mahomes wasn't going to get the first down when he rumbled for 35 yards. The Chiefs can save their best effort and their best plays for the playoffs. Last question, Steve. The NFL betting calendar. I think I kind of know it, but like for you, when will you – start betting on the NFL draft? When will you bet on futures? When will you bet on season win totals? Just kind of lay it out there a little bit for, for our great listeners, the people that check us out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Oh, it's 24-7 now. And so already we've got two season win numbers coming up. I imagine we're going to see someone go first to market and put up season wins within the next couple of weeks. And you got to be ready to go. And, you know, a shout out to um, a colleague, um, Brad Powers, does an awesome job with this with college football. He is just like scouring the net for the first place to put up college football season wins and to get, you know, the jump on it. Like an example last year, I think he had Colorado. He played Colorado like under six and a half wins or under might've been under seven wins and ultimately won that bet because he got to it first. And oftentimes that's the difference between winning or losing getting the very best of the number. Colorado, if you recall, finished with a three-and-a-half number for their season win. So they went over at post, and they went way under at the versus the opener. Absolutely love it. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for tuning in to Even Money. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.